this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Rich, it's the final mm. Raw. It's the last three-hour Raw we're going to have to cover on this series. I'm so... I'm excited genuinely that it's over. So happy that we don't have to do this for a very long time. When you said it's the final one, it just kind of sank in a little bit. And I was like, oh, I don't have to watch Raws from 2014 anymore. What a beautiful day. <laughs> we, we've done it. But I'm, I'm, before we start this, Rich, I did something interesting on Friday. Mm, what did you do on Friday? I had my first ever swimming lesson. Hey, we kind of talked about this, that you were going to do it. How was it? Because I, I was astonished, like, you're older, a little bit older than me, so you're in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just never had a swimming lesson, never learned to swim, no? Just kind of surpassed you? No, normally the yacht captain just took me wherever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm trying to be nice, like, but I want to mock you, so I'm going to... Oh, no, I, no. I've been in a foul fucking mood the last few days, so I don't want to piss off my good friends here, you know? Well... In fairness, let's get ready for a fun, fun swimming story. Who wants story time with Tex Williams? Please, please go ahead. I'm going to quickly turn my dishwasher off because it's on again. <laughs> Give me two seconds. God then damn. start the story again. I will. You know, I in, fa- in fairness as well, while you're turning off your dishwasher, I have recently had a new dishwasher bought. And because of all the issues with mm-hmm. people getting goods into ports, I had the option of... <laughs> Sorry, funny segue, but yeah, go on. <laughs> I had to, um, I had a choice of two, and it's a case of right. You can either get this dishwasher or this dishwasher, or if you want to get one of these other dishwashers, it will be delivered in March 2022. And I was like, "Do you know who the fuck I am? I am not washing up plates manually. Get me whatever one I've got." <laughs> yeah, fucking a. And it arrived yesterday, so uh, yeah, it's quite... we went years without a dishwasher. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> I hate washing dishes so much. Dishwashers are like, I, I would kind of go without food for a few weeks to afford the dishwasher, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, genuinely, I same again, but I think it's when you then become a parent and there's so much extra shit to wash up and also having to wash up and just hear this going, dad, 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 dad fucking hell i'm going to drown the child so it's better to have a dishwasher to stay out of prison speaking of drowning well rich i turned up at the place and i read the instructions before going in so it's actually <laughs> don't fucking drown <laughs> no, no, no. no so the swimming school they sent sort of uh, covid protocols sort or of documentation of where to go in the building okay <laughs> now rich Obviously, COVID has been around for quite a long time now. So one would suggest maybe that if you're going to change COVID protocol, update it in the document you send people about to start the swimming course. But that's fine. Hmm. So here were the instructions. Arrive as close to beach ready as you can. <laughs> Do your setups, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your tan on. And yeah. enter through the patio doors round the side gate because this is uh the, it's a swimming pool which they use at a school so that's fine no problem at all so i arrive it's freezing cold i'm beach ready 
so obviously I take this too literal. I walk down the road in my swimming trucks from where I park, just in my pants. Obviously I didn't. I was fully clothed, but I had my swimming gear underneath my uh, my shorts and my hooded top. My World of Wrestling podcast hoodie, actually, which you can buy at Amazon.co.uk. Make sure you check it out and support our Christmas funds. They're very comfortable. It's cold. I'm wearing mine now. Go buy one. They're lovely. Anyway, first thing I do is I walk around to the patio doors, which they tell me to walk through. I went to walk through them. Overzealous. Door didn't open. Face planted into the glass door. <laughs> but it's quite steamy in there. So that's good because obviously it's a heated pool. So that's very nice. Very evil. And they didn't... Very obviously, hopefully no, nice, one saw, yes. hopefully no one saw me. And they just thought like a pigeon crashing into the door. No problem. So I walked around. And you go into a building. And I was like, right. Well, these must be the changing rooms. So I'll just get ready and I'll walk into the pool. Ah, oh, Rich. <laughs> Did I realise that I was about to walk around just in swimming shorts and nothing else on and walk into a child's swimming lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I was hoping that's what that story was. <laughs> well, I wish that was the worst part of the swimming lesson, Rich. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, no, not in a bad way. It's absolutely fine. Um, so, I realised the errors of my ways, walk back out, put my hoodie back on and wait for this child swimming lesson to finish. They overran. Unacceptable, but that's not the point. Walked in. I said, uh, hello, is this adult swimming? And they said, oh, yeah, um, just so you know, the changing rooms are over there. And I was like, but the guidance said the changing rooms are not open. And they're like, oh, no, no, they're old. Right. <laughs> so walk into the changing rooms. <laughs> now, Rich, it's quite hot there and I wear glasses. Sure, my I, glasses. I know the steamy effect, yeah. Yeah, my glasses were quite steamed up. So... Oh, no. I thought, <laughs> oh, no. So I thought, I'd like, right, okay, well, in that case, I'll go into this changing Don't room. Don't my sex. <laughs> Is that where we're going? <laughs> I, um, I opened the door into what I thought was this changing room to no. reveal a, um, a topless lady. Oh. <laughs> in there. At which point I said, oh, I'm so sorry, and shut the door. And <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Now, the, now, we get ready to go back to the swimming, and I was thinking, right, this has been brilliant so far. What else could possibly go wrong? So I'm standing there waiting to be told to get into the pool. Who should then come mm. and stand by me? Previous topless woman. Oh. And it turns out she's there to learn to swim too. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. She's <laughs> with the whole lesson. With this woman. And, and and one other. Now this is a swimming oh, this is a swimming lesson dude. that's supposed to be for people who can't swim. So I'm stood there, this other lady who is about seven foot tall. So when she starts practicing swimming, then <laughs> she does like gliding to start with, she's like, right, I've reached the other side and I haven't even had to kick or paddle in any way. And there's another sure. lady who rocked up and just basically said and like, so we've assumed that no one can swim. And this other woman said I can swim on my back and I've been snorkeling. <laughs> Why are you here? Show off. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like quite the adventure, my friend. It could get worse, Rich. And it did. So. What happened? Well, no, we're, we're in the water and I'm, I'm, and I'm doing quite well for someone who's never been swimming before. But obviously with swimming, I think I was probably a bit nervous. You know, I'd seen another lady's boobs. That was always a nervous thing in a swimming pool. And 
you know sometimes if you're doing odd exercise that your legs start to cramp up a bit sometimes mm, sure. well rich as i was swimming in the swimming pool i got cramped really badly in both my legs <laughs> and I had to be rescued in the shallow end <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, please tell me it was the seven foot woman that saved you. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the uh, it was the the elderly swimming instructor. But um, yeah. So I'm going for my second lesson on Friday. <laughs> oh my god, my god, oh, dude. Oh, what a start to the pod. That was amazing. Ah, uh, you know what wasn't amazing though. <laughs> Monday I'll night raw hill from there. <laughs> but before we get to raw, should I do a quick SmackDown recap? Uh, yeah. Pull your mic just like an inch away from your face, boy. Oh, sorry. I was just getting too excited about my swimming. Sorry, right. I realised. <laughs> I was just letting you kind of get it in. Like, don't worry, it's fine. Yeah, just peeking a tad on my end. Maybe it's just at uh, my end because obviously uh, Windows did a big update today and the audio completely all reset itself. So enjoy that, lovely listener, if the audio is shit today. So there we go. Bill Gates, the donor of our 5G. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got me. Uh, you got your 5G booster next week, don't you? <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to get boosted and then uh, go swimming. So maybe it'll give me, like, robot legs so I don't get cramp and need to be saved. <laughs> so um, just to, just to intro, uh, finish the intro, because, you know, we kind of shit, I guess. Uh, we are doing the Go Home Raw, the WWE Raw, 20, uh, sorry, 31st of March, 2014, episode 1088. But first, what happened on SmackDown? And... I guess main event. Uh, no, I still refuse to cover main event because I don't acknowledge it as a as a okay. real wrestling show. There was some intercontinental stuff. Nothing changed. Oh, Please this, carry on. This would have been Big E versus Christian. Christian. Well, good thing that pays off later in SmackDown because we see none of them. <laughs> yep, yeah. great book in this show. These shows. It is the 28th of March, 2014, taped on the 25th of March, 2014, on the Sci-Fi Network. Referred to as a two-hour special. SmackDown's always two hours at this stage, but that's fine. (laughs) With just nine days remaining before the show of shows, the Eater of Worlds continues to pave a path of fear on the road to WrestleMania. And Batista unleashed the animal, and the shield triumphed over Kane's latest roadblock. All of them sound like innuendos to me, but please carry on. I mean, I would not want to go anywhere near Kane's roadblock. Mm, eating worlds, whipping out your monster, going near your roadblock. You know. Well, I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. What can I say? It started with Big Dave. He came out in the ring because Triple H doesn't work Tuesdays. And uh, True. he's ready to battle Randy Orton and either... Daniel Bryan Danielson or Triple H for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the grandest stage at the mall. And he, he questioned why the WWE Universe were hostile to his return. And he saw that all the fans' boos are slaps in the face. Not unlike the smack that question. Stephanie McMahon delivered to him on Raw. <laughs> Which was the best bit of the fucking series so far. But remarkably after making the joke about Triple H not working on Tuesdays, it's obviously WrestleMania week and Triple H has to be there. Triple H appears. No way. Triple H on SmackDown. What's this about? Yeah, and he basically, uh, he's out there saying, what happened to the hungry animal he remembered? And then he was like, oh yeah, Stephanie's backstage. (laughs) Um, But he offered... 
but he offered Batista a chance Hungry to reclaim. Animal, not Steph. <laughs> he offered Batista a chance to reclaim that become the hungry animal again, and he could face Sheamus on SmackDown. I mean, yeah, why not? Going to WrestleMania, that makes sense. And he said that Sheamus reminded him of an old Batista, which is ridiculous because Batista's really fucking old. <laughs> um, guess what? Kane's still playing shenanigans one week before Mania, and it's a tag match. It's uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, and they have to go through two members of 3MB, Ginger and Drew, jobbing out to the Shield before Mania 14. Dirty Deeds for the pin. Once again, Dean Ambrose not defending that US belt. Nice for that. Hey! Dirty Deeds, done dirt cheap. Sorry, go on. Hey, the Shield are winning something, and who arrives? It's um, the dick of Operations Kane and smartly dressed old age outlaws. And it turns out that they're also then going to put Ambrose and Rollins in another tag match right there, right then against Rybaxel. Oh, unbelievable. It's exciting stuff. Would you believe it? They won. They beat them. And Roman Reigns joined them at the end with a... Magnesium. I thought you said Rybaxel won for a second. I was being like, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Job the shield going into Mania. Roman joined them post-match to do a magnesium wanking claw punch on Ryback. They love a bit of fisted, don't they? Hoo-ah! <laughs> 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 oh, and then you know what happened next? Sin Cara rolled up Damien Sandow to prove who could win the Andre Memorial over the top rope touring cup trophy. Mm. Oh, dear. Nightmare. Fandango beat Goldust because Summer Ray, Summer Days distracts him. And also, that's crucial momentum for Fandango going into the Battle Royal. Triple H watched it backstage, actually. And then uh, Shamo and uh, Shamo and Big Dave had a little fight. Yeah, Big Dave won. Nice. AJ Lee's out. AJ Lee. What the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was disappointed with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, no shit. The women's division in 2014 is fucking awful. And she had mu- and she shouted at Tamina for letting Brie Bella touch her up. And I was like, I would have liked to see that. Isn't there a whole TV show for that now? I think there's a whole website for that now. All right, okay. <laughs> I imagine there's multiple websites for that, but you know. <laughs> would you believe it though? Tamina pushed AJ down. She'd lost her bodyguard oh. heading into the Divas invitational crack pit kid rock upon at mania that bloody tamina always getting in the way i mean not like her friend the anti-vax nia Jax. Mm. <laughs> allegedly that had nothing to do with her being fired though but please carry on no instead wwe were fucking assholes because she asked for more time for her own mental health <laughs> yeah i think they fired her because she's shit but you know that's just how me, so. dare you <laughs> how dare you <laughs> Sir, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, we're guess- all so offended that Nia Jax got fucking fired. Who ever enjoyed a Nia Jax match? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, Nia Jax is the reason that Becky Lynch is a big superstar. Because she's not busted her nose. Because she's a botchy douchebag. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, you know those tag titles that are going to be defended um, in nine days? Mm. You know how it was just going to be against one team? Uh, yeah, it was Oos O's against uh, someone. <laughs> I don't remember who. The um, Rybaxel. 
Was it Ryback still? That was oh, fine. Fair now, enough. Now I'll be interested to see where it goes at Mania because it was announced that we're nine days away from the WWE Tag Team Championship Fatal Four Way match. Mm. I noticed that was suddenly added to the card a week before WrestleMania as well. Mm. I wonder where that happened. But anyway, um, Jimmy Uso lost to Swagger with uh, the Patriot Lock. Mm. <sighs> Rich. There's more Andre the Memorial, Andre the Memorial Giant, <laughs> Andre the Memorial Giant cup, Trophy Cup, Tequiti Cup Trophy. It was a uh, Miz versus Mark Henry. And what do you I believe? mean, sign me up, yeah, fucking. Hell. <laughs> the Miz threw Mark Henry over the top rope. Oh, I thought you were going to say through a pane of glass or something, make it exciting, you know? No, but, uh... but sadly, Miz Ark got very angry. He came back in the ring. Mm. And uh, got in with a world are we allowed to reference? Are we allowed to reference that segment? I don't think we are. <laughs> I think we're meant to hate that segment, right? With the Mizark Henry stuff. You can't on Peacock. You probably can on YouTube. Mm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> hey. If you, you know, you know. But let's move on. You know that John Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt are doing stuff at the moment in the lead mm. up to WrestleMania. They are doing stuff. That is a fair way of putting it, I would say. Well. It appears that uh, Bray Wyatt's promos and unsettling actions towards John Cena are getting in the Big Show's head. And uh, that led to Big Show versus Bray Wyatt in the main event. Sister Abigail, Eddie's dead. Let me just run down the, uh, the match times. Shields match, 3 minutes 40 seconds. Oh, an epic. Shield seconds match, five minutes twenty nine. Sincara versus Sandow. It's a long one for Raw and SmackDown. Sincara versus Sandow, forty nine seconds. <laughs> Fucking under a minute. Oh, fuck. Uh, Dango beat Goldust in four minutes and nine seconds. Sheamus beat Batista by DQ in five minutes fourteen seconds. Um, Swagger beat Jey Uso in 1 minute 58 seconds Mark Henry beat The Miz in 3 minutes 56 (laughs) seconds and Bray Wyatt beat The Big Show The Big Show The Giant in the Smackdown main event in 4 minutes and 50 seconds that sounds like an exhilarating show that sounds very similar to this Raw show but just with slightly varied names Bong. Oh, sorry. Call it a day. Like, should we just go home and leave it there? Because <laughs> like, I mean, we just—that's the show. Good stuff. WrestleMania. Whoa, whoa. I mean, if it's I don't Survivor Series. <laughs> do, 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 do. Should we just do this for an hour? Because I think it'd be more entertaining than talking about this episode of fucking Raw. This episode of Raw, Rich. I watched this yesterday, and sometimes I'm very fortunate in my my current job where I can just pop the wrestling on, on the laptop, and just carry on working, going through a few bits, taking notes as I go, and doing some general thought leadership about the future visions of the tax authorities around the world. This took, and hang on, I did a tally chart, let me just get my paper. I had to stop this nine times in the two hours and 14 (laughs) minutes of watching this. Yeah. Not just to do with work, it was Mm -hmm. fucking dire. Oh, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's horrifically bad. Yeah, I messaged you being like, what a go-home show, kind of sarcastically. 
you messaged me about being like longest two hours of my life. <laughs> I was so tempted to be like, yeah, longest 30, 30 minutes of mine. <laughs> so I skipped so much of this shit. Uh, I didn't really. I definitely watched it all. Um, so uh, we're at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. Uh, live on the USA Network. I watched the Sky Sports 3 version of this. Oh, interesting. Some, you know real crowd noise and stuff i'm assuming you watch the edited network version you mean the one where the fans were really into it yet not moving their mouths like a badly dubbed movie yeah hmm. so i watched a little bit of the network one because i was like go home raw surely this one's gonna be good Watched the first like 10 minutes was like nope <laughs> wouldn't found the other one so i can like you know do one point i did a 1.2 speed up points just to kind of get it through i didn't do 1.5 or double speed or anything crazy like that sounds like what raw wanted for their ratings but yeah, pretty much. Um, so commentary by mm, mm. Jerry Lawler, mm, JBL, yeah, Michael Cole. Boo! Then Tista. now forever, forever. What do you say? Boo, Tista. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's on the show as well. This is the go home Raw for WrestleMania 30. Would you believe it? I'm not convinced it was, but it was. When it was, did go home sh- go home shows become shit? uh not sure not very good memory wise remembering specific rules like before i remember they were good in around like the attitude era like the so austin rock wrestlemania really, really 17 good. go home episode of raw because again they Great. really fin- cool. finishing off going home with that limp biscuit video package to end raw mm. that's how it should be so we're what 10 years after that a bit less uh where are we to 30 so we're 20 we're 13 years after that Oh, wow, a bit more. Okay. I wonder at what point they did start to get bad. Hmm, don't know. 2014, they're fucking awful. Uh, no intro video, no music, no video package, absolutely fucking nothing. We just get Michael Cole, boo, going, Welcome, everyone, to the final Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania. That is the fucking introduction. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, no. They didn't even put extra effort into this one. At least they don't keep shilling the network, and we've noticed over the last couple of weeks they don't say nine ninety nine. They don't keep pushing this. They do mention occasionally that WrestleMania is available on the WWE Network, but you know they um, yeah. Honestly, there is a lot less it. shilling than I. Uh, you're not being sarcastic, I imagine, no. because there is a lot less shilling than I thought there was going to be. There is. Like, during, when they first started it, they were shilling hard. I was like, every other segment was nine ninety nine by the network, nine ninety nine WrestleMania, get nine ninety nine by the network. It was horrific. Like they only mentioned it like two or three times during this whole entire show. The fact they even mentioned to watch WrestleMania, contact your cable or satellite provider. Hmm. This is obviously that time when they didn't really know whether the network was going to make them the money they thought or whether they were going to stay on pay-per-view. It's just kind of an experiment almost. So interesting kind of time. And, you know, it's one of the reasons Punk left and everything. He wasn't sure about how they were going to make money, how that was going to affect his paycheck every week, especially with the big pay-per-views and such. So it's an interesting thing. But I think uh, we don't really have the insider scoops on this really to go into it. No, but on the subject of finance, while we're here, because it's certainly much better than Raw, um... WWE Q3 results were very, very interesting. Uh, did you mm. listen to the whole investor call or did you not let it pass your <laughs> pass your eyes? I love that you even considered that I would listen to that shit. I don't care. <laughs> the fact that WWE are hedging. I mean, a big new deal with Panini to do their stickers and trading cards. 
That's a lot of money. Sandwiches. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Free one with every meatball sub. <laughs> um, they're really, really going hard on NFTs. Which I think is, yeah. which is incredible. And to be really nerdy, I spent my lunchtime yesterday um, in a presentation uh, about different types of cryptocurrency and centralized uh, bank digital currencies. And I knew China had one. Did you know the Bahamas have their own cryptocurrency from a central bank, Rich? Feels like every Tom, Dick and Harry has got their own uh, crypto at this point. I know, but this is an authorized by their national bank. Not like mm. my Bitcoin, which is soaring in value. <laughs> we'll, be able, we'll, be able to get, we'll be able to get our uh, project off the ground in another six months if Bitcoin continues to uh, rise <laughs> in the level that it is. But I just thought you're hedging your bets on NFTs and never have... I, I listen to these quarterly um, investor calls a lot because obviously it's my bag, it's business, so I'm interested in it. Um, but never before, like, they mentioned everything about streaming rights, content rights, royalties, sticker deals, NFTs, crypto, TV scheduling was the only time they actually mentioned professional wrestling and stadi- moving to a stadium model from an arena model is the only time they mentioned wrestler events. And obviously it's a business call. But the fact that they mentioned Raw, SmackDown and NXT maybe two, three times during an entire hour-long investor call, it just shows you where, where they're at. And the releases, again... Yes, there are so many talented men and women who got released from that roster who could have and should have been allowed to do their own thing and in prominent positions on that roster. But if you think about the 18 people that they cut in comparison to the current storylines that they have, you know, they've got a dire product at the moment, they're not going to miss any of them. None of them are being used. So from a business standpoint, why keep people around that would be like working at a pizza and having like 12 delivery drivers and only three orders in an evening you'd send them home <laughs> but pizza heart make good pizzas and wwe makes a lot of content doesn't make good wrestling though does it dong michael cole ruins the atmosphere of takers entrance by creating uh, an atmosphere of shit while talking <laughs> endlessly it's fucking abysmal uh, reverse camera angle catches Taker stumbling up the stairs on mine. Was this edited out for you? It was edited out. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, it was great. He tripped over his coat. And so he kind of shinned the top stair. And they went, oh, <laughs> that just kind of carried on. It's really funny. Also, if you if you hit your shins on those steel steps, it fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah. He, he like no sold it like a beast, but you, you knew he hurt himself. Like, you know, he did. Yeah. Uh, Taker raises the house lights. It's so cool. I forget how cool it is. And then you see Taker going, more as the lights come up. And you're like, that's so fucking awesome. His look at this stage, like the, he's like the demonic beard that he has, the, his attire, you know, he's, he's proper dead man on the outside, biker bitch on the inside. Love it. Sure. Uh, we get a short highlight video package of the coffin MMA punchy taker stuff last week where he goes, oh no, <laughs> Brock takes a bump over the coffin. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> taker cuts a, I got an undefeated streak at Mania in it promo. It's, uh, it's lovely stuff. Also, he again, not to call out Mark Calloway for this, he's like, 21 men have come. All right. 
Bukake and fallen. <laughs> and I was like, no. It's more than 21. No, it's not more than 21. It's less than 21 because he's wrestled Triple H twice. He's wrestled HBK twice. Oh, fair point. Yeah. Less than 21, men. Get your facts right. Mm. 21 opponents. Still I wouldn't you were work. Going down, oh, he did a triple threat. There's 23 or whatever. But no, you went the other route. So I appreciate that. Logic. I like it. Yeah. I mean, unless um, technically he's trying to put in like Albert and, um, and sorry, A Train and Big Show in there. It's like, I'm just going to add the two, take the one. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Quick maths. Um, a taker says, What you going to do, Brock? I'm like, That's not your gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> and then taker chats about a swimming pool or something. Kind of lost track. I mean, I drowned in one of those. <laughs> yeah, he talks about a well, fair point. I wonder if he saw any boobies. Anyway, uh, there's, there's a joke about tigers in the pool here, but like, I, I just didn't care enough to make it. It's a duck um, on the pond <laughs> reference. <laughs> Chaos tigers. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's great. I've got to know. Basically, as great of a character as Gimmick the Taker is, he's a pretty shitty promo. I've always thought this. Yeah. His best promo work came when he was booger red <laughs> oh that's kind of like beat poetry it's really weird isn't it yeah so th- like that's easily his best mountains character. and the big show got me a snake and i took that snake and i shoved it in his bum and we went for driving in our bikey wikies and you're like what the and fuck I, and i took the chain off his push bike and let down his tires and i made him walk through the desert <laughs> and carry me and the snake oh, it's just amazing promo work it's awful <laughs> Uh, he says, there's three things you can't escape. Death, taxes, and the streak. My immediately thought was, I bet I could escape you. <laughs> just, just run really fast. And I bet I could escape taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but your your taxes, get it? We, because your name's tax. It's, 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 it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Ah, it's been a weird week. Here comes Bork Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of silly names for Brock because yeah, it's fun. Uh, Heyman cuts a promo. Disrespect, disrespect, disrespect to Taker. Uh, also, the crowd are like CM Punk, CM Punk, because it's 2014 uh, and Punk isn't here. Uh, Brock heads to the back, then stops, then turns and slowly heads to the ring. And I'm like, that was really cool. I really liked that little Tony did at the top of the ramp. He was like, I'm going to the back. Actually, maybe I'll go fight Undertaker. He did a Columbo. Paul Heyman was like, do a Columbo, do a Columbo. (laughs) And he turned around and went, wait a minute. (laughs) One last thing. Uh, Brock heads down to the ringside. Undertaker whips off his sexy goth Camden jacket. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, But Brock stalls to the point, you know, and like, he's like, oh, he's going to point at this purple WrestleMania sign. Like, oh, video packages. Am I right? And it's like, oh no, Brock's not going to fight. Oh, he is going to fight. Oh, he's not going to fight. Oh, he is going to fight. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. It's just Zodiac in it, you know. It's good stuff. Um, And then, uh, but you should never go full out, Leslie. So uh, Brock, <laughs> Brock circles the ring. Cole goes, there's lots of people that deep down think that Lesnar is a coward. And I'm like, way to ruin the mood, you fuckface. Also... No one thinks Brock Lesnar is a coward. No, literally no one. He's Brock fucking Lesnar. Ah, Locke Bresnar. <laughs> That's quite fun. Spoonerism's good. Oh, Cole's the fucking shits, man. I hate him so much. Oh, Cuckle Mole. Is... 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if it is uh, Vince talking through Cole, it's still just like, just, just gross that. Don't say it. <laughs> like, lose your job for the good of the business, Michael. It's worth it. Why didn't he win the 24-7 title? Saxon and Graves did it. <laughs> did they both win it this weekend? They did, yes. I saw that Graves won it, and I kind of had a little uh, sigh, and I kind of closed to it. Well, you know, he was a former NXT Tech Team Champion, so add that to the <laughs> roster. Brilliant. Uh, Heyman with the distraction. Brock jumps in the ring, gets the better of Taker, and drops Taker with an F5. It's very beautifully done, this little bit. Yeah, and also well played, because we know how WWE booking works. If you are, if you get the advantage of the go-home show before a pay-per-view, you know you're not going over at the pay-per-view. So obviously mm. it met it met all the, at this stage, all the correct booking decisions. Undertaker's yep. going over at Mania. Brock looks strong going on the go-home show. And off sure. we go. We're off to the races. We are six days away from Brock versus Taker at the grandest stage at the mall. We get a beautiful visualization of uh, beat Taker down on the floor. Uh, not beat Poetry Taker, but Taker who's been beat. Uh, I should clarify that. Uh, Brock stares him down and from the outside and shakes the ropes, does a purple-headed scream. And I'm like, oh, it's great. It's lovely stuff. Um, so, I mean, apart from commentary being awful and trying to fuck up the atmosphere and not just shutting the fuck up like they should during this segment, uh, this is maybe the best segment we've had in this entire build. I mean, the Brock Taker build has been the best. It really yeah, has. I would say the Shield uh, Wyatt stuff was better when it happened, but they haven't followed through with it. So this is all we're left with that I really care about. And so to see it actually finally get some build, I know it's a week away and it's maybe the only thing on this show worth a damn. But um, yeah, it's really well done, I thought. Yeah, well well done for the booking. And, and this was the time as well where Heyman wasn't doing generic my client. I like the fact when he came out, I was like, I mean, you know disrespect. My client means to disrespect you, but I personally mean no disrespect to you, sir. Yeah, sure. I love the way he says disrespect. I don't know, something about it. His enunciation is beautiful. Uh, everyone get excited. It's a non-title match of the Intercontinental Champion Big E versus Bertie of the River. Now, we covered this on last week's pod, which you can go and listen to at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, when we did our SmackDown uh, highlights from the 21st of March. Mm. And uh, shockingly, Bertie River beat Big E in a non-title match. So imagine my surprise when I saw that this was Bertie River against Big E, the reigning defending Intercontinental Champion, in a non-title match. So you've beaten the champion, but you don't get a title match because you're prepping yourself for the Andre Battle Royal. The logic is insane, isn't it? It's ridiculous. This belt isn't even being defended at WrestleMania. Uh, and they're just doing this. They've like he's so Bertie's already beaten Biggie the champ. And we're going on to Raw and what happens? He beats him clean again. In this time they don't even have the fucking ring post bullshit, you know what I mean? They, they had a throwback to the ring post earlier in the match, and this match went just over 10 minutes. And in fairness, not a bad opening match. It, bec- yeah. But the problem is, because there is so much flawed logic in why these two are feuding, if I was Del Rio, I wouldn't be like, 
yeah, I want to face this guy again who I've already beaten so I can warm up for a 30-man battle role. No, I yeah. should be banging on Booker's door going, as in a Booker, not Booker T, uh, door saying, I beat the champion. I'm not having another non-title match. I should be having a title match. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like seeing this as non-title, like it kind of felt like you knew what was going to happen. But I was like, "There's no way Biggie doesn't win here. Like Biggie has to win this, right? He's the Intercontinental Champion going into WrestleMania. I know they've not booked the Intercontinental Championship match for some unknown fucking reason, <laughs> you know? Like, ah, uh, maybe make some stars. You know what I mean? But whatever. Um, uh, the one thing I appreciate about this, they went kind of straight into this match. There was no bullshit. There was no ch- talking. There was no backstage promos. Nothing. Be like we had the Undertaker segment, quick ad break, straight into Biggie versus um, Bertie of the River. Um, that was a nice touch. Uh, the white, the white Intercontinental belt, the old one with the white leather. Oh, oh, mm, it's pretty. It's very, very pretty. Well, that's the one Cody brought back, wasn't it? When he became IC champion, mm. we was doing dashing Cody Rhodes. If memory serves yeah. correct. Oh, I love that belt so much. The current one, I think, is fucking ugly. So it's not the icy belt. Now we've watched a couple of Bertie matches. Uh, obviously, he's a notorious cunt at this point. But uh, I have a question that I've wanted to pose for a long time. Why does he have little Mexican flags on every corner post during his matches? Mexican, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the obvious logic. But does does he have a like? Mm, Let's take the uh, the uh, attitude of kayfabe is, is going to be legit. Like I don't know, the words I'm trying to use here. Words aren't working for me right now, Tax. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, let's say like this is legit. We're, we're trying to tell a story. We're trying to imagine these guys are legitimate fighters. Look at this magic they're creating in the ring. So he has someone that goes out and puts little toy mexican flags on the ring posts before his matches what a way to psych out his opponents hmm is it though no it's shit yeah it just uh i don't know this bothered me for months and i've been <laughs> planning on saying something about it for a long time uh yeah i think it's just a bit of a distraction it just kind of is annoying to see them every now and again just kind of flapping away i don't know I'll move on. <laughs> Biggie is a big, strong, hard boy. It's lovely stuff. Uh, didn't Bertie ever beat Biggie? Blah, blah, blah. Top men, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to skip all this shit. Uh, Del Rio does the C, C, C chant, which is the main event baby faces gimmick, but just in Spanish. Different gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> Super kick. One, two, three. Del River beats Biggie clean as fucking day. Because of course he did. Vince McMahon. Hmm. I didn't enjoy this show, in case you're wondering. Um <laughs> I, I like the hey. the thing is right, Biggie was trying to work Bertie River and you could yeah, see the match is fine. Yeah. It's just everything else around it. I'm just like, it's fucking shit. Flags and a pointless match. So what mm. more could you need? Yeah, Big E's been pretty consistent throughout this run. Had some generally quite fun matches when they haven't been either like, you know, under two minutes or completely illogical nonsense. Yeah, the essence of excellence stomp down on him looked pretty brutal as well. He sold that nicely. Yeah, sure. So it took them eight years to put the big belt on him. 
Yeah. They didn't. I mean, no, let's applaud them. A slow build of a top star. (laughs) (laughs) And how did that build climax? He won the money in the bank and then he cashed it in. (laughs) Some great storytelling. Fucking hell. Well, you know, he did have to let his friend win first. (coughs) Sure. I mean, that was like a fun one-off little on-the-fly bit of booking. Like, I like the Kofi one. The Big E one really made me angry because I love Big E. One of my favorite guys that they have on their roster and has been for a long time. Ah, if only they know how to book people. Uh, Hey, the power is in your hands, WWE Universe. How will wrestle the boring Kane later tonight? Ambrosian, Rollinsonian, or Romanian. So, who's going to wrestle Boring Kane? You get to vote on the app. Yes, on the app, because obviously we hadn't learned anything from Cyber Sunday and Taboo Tuesday. Let's mm. let the morons vote. They keep calling this an app vote, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. That sounds weird to me. Go well, do an app vote. <laughs> Michael Cole's explaining it, and then send us a tout. Hmm, that was good, wasn't it? Uh, later tonight, it's going to be Orton versus Batista. Batista. <sighs> Triple H and Steph will be here to give Dragon a special goodbye. More cucking, I imagine. <laughs> Loads of drooling. Drooling mm. everywhere. Yep. Drool all over the dragon. Gotta love it. <laughs> According to Lawler, we'll hear from Bay Wyatt <laughs> up next. Ah. <laughs> uh, Lula calls last week creepy. And I'm like, oh, those creepy plastic sheet masks. How demonic. Party shop masks. But one of them is John Cena in a sheet mask. I'm going to make you run. So Bray's in his cupboard with Harper and Rowan. Bray cuts a Bray promo. Honestly, I tried to pay attention this time. He is a cracking promo. Like the things he's saying are Jake Roberts esque. It's just that it's, it's always the same ideas. It's always the same presentation over and over and over again, and it gets boring. I'm very excited to see where he ends up, and mm. I know everyone's like, "Oh, we should go to AEW." I don't think he'd work in AEW. I don't at this moment in time. There is no spot for Bray in AEW. I think there is, so it'll be very interesting to see if uh, we disagree on this in, say, six months' time. Well, the problem is, like, with AEW at the moment, you've got Malachi Black, who's, like, the dark, mysterious character, and I hope they don't move too far away from that for his friendship with um, Andrade. That would be a shame. But I also start thinking, right, obviously you see all the online chatter going, well, Bray Wyatt could come and be the new leader of the Dark Order because... Yeah, he's the only one who could take over from Brody. Also, mm. on that subject, Chris Jericho. F- fuck off. <laughs> Poor little Kalisto. What? Did you not see this? Go on. So, Kalisto, um, obviously wrestling on AEW last week. Samurai del Sol, I think you mean. But yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, mum, mum, look, I've got pants. <laughs> yes, Samurai del Pantsy boy. Yes. So, he posted a tweet on Twitter and... He seemed very emotional after his his AEW debut, and he said how he was thinking a lot about Brody and and praying for Brody and things like that. But um, he wrote he spelt John J O H N, not J O N. 
and Jericho like it's just a second language, you know. Yeah, and Jericho <laughs> quote tweeted it and just went, "You spelt his name wrong." Nice. And then cool. Brody's wife was not happy about it, saying that you know it was basically it was disrespectful and you know to spell it right if you're going to name drop. And it's like the poor. He probably went home to his mum crying. Poor little. Um, Calisto yeah, it seems Del like Sol. an innocent mistake that people are just yeah know, taking too far. And it's like he's showing his respect to someone who he then wait later went on an interview and explained how like Brody had been really cool to him backstage and looked out for him was really nice and he really appreciated all like the help Brody gave him back in WWE and stuff like that. And it's like just because people don't go and like shout about it in great detail at, at, at the time of death. and then a lot of people are like. Oh, no one called Miro out for it because he spelled his name wrong and everything. It's like name spelling when people are emotional and sad. I think if people are, again, Twitter's bad. Thank God they're bringing an edit button. But it's like. That'd be cool. Yeah, about time. <laughs> it's yeah, just. It's been a while. Yeah. And, but, Bro, it, it's a name that people misspell all the time. Like, yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, I, uh, go on. No, no, I, I was just going to, you know, f- finish off with saying I'm pretty sure John isn't even a name in the in the, isn't it Juan? No, that's J U A N. But I mean, yeah, I no, mean... but what, what, that's what I'm saying. But... <laughs> I don't fucking know. Let's move on. Who cares? Uh, Cole goes. If you're John Cena, how do you deal with that? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Don't don't go in the cupboard. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's next door to the uh, the Shields corridor where they film yeah, their exactly. promos. Uh, Cole goes on to tell us there's um, a diva's something coming up next, and King does a slapping motion, <laughs> like um, oh, come on, see last marriage. <laughs> did, 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 come on, this is all total divas, mate. The slap heard around the E network. Go on, then tell us about this divas bullshit. Well, on Total Divas, Summer Rae is a new cast member on Series Two of Total Divas, and said a name wrong. <laughs> all right, Jericho. Summoning Bay. <laughs> anyway, Summer Days um, was at Dave Nat- Terrence. <laughs> Summer Ray was at Natty's house, and Natty was oh. like, "I don't know why you're here. You're so disrespectful. You don't respect the business. None of the fans like you. You don't get a reaction. You dress like a whore." And Summer Ray did a wish version of Stephanie's slap to Natty. Natty then pulled her hair and shoved her and said, "Get off my property." And uh, and that's why we have a match. <laughs> so next up after that amazing bit of storytelling. It was so good. Look at the storytelling. Well, hey, f- the- fucking hell. Why Big Ian e <laughs> Big E and Tell Rio? At least Natty and Summer Ray have a reason to have a match. She slapped her on her in her garden. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just not into it. <laughs> um, Natalia versus Summoney Bay. Uh, every time I hear that at the beginning of Natty's music, I pop and I go, bread! And then I hear Natty's music and I'm like, oh. <laughs> All I'm picturing now when you shout that is you're actually the kid in that old Brett vignette when he shouts that and goes, bread! And he comes oh, back yeah. and gives the kid the glasses. Absolutely. Uh, I like Natty, but you know, it's Brett. <laughs> This is not Brett. <laughs> what a match. What? This, this match. Yep. Fuck off. <laughs> Vicky Guerrero is on commentary. There's a finish. 
Um, do we want to discuss what happens? Because, I mean, do you want to go over the finish? Have you got it? I mean, she got slapped, but it threw <laughs> off her game. Summer Rae got a stiff kick to the head and she beat the, the Dungeon Diva. Stiff kick. She tapped her in the head <laughs> while she was on her back. <laughs> right? Gently tapped Natty on the head. Natty lays down. Vicious go, kick. One, two, three. Summony Slayer wins. And I'm like, what just happened? The right woman won. <laughs> what was that, 20 seconds? Oh, hang on. Good shout. Let me go down my notes. That match was two minutes and 21 seconds long. Remarkably, yeah, including entrances, maybe. No fucking way was nope. that two minutes something. Two minutes, 21, bell to bell. The shortest match, unsurprisingly, on today's card. Hmm. <sighs> Can we, like, I don't know, talk about miniatures or something? <laughs> talk about what? <laughs> Minis. Oh, thank God, because I just thought how it came through there. I said, Can we talk about minges for a bit? And I was like, um, I only saw, I this. didn't see that at the swimming pool, maybe on Friday. <laughs> Speaking of minges, Triple H is here. <laughs> <laughs> And Steph, they were walking backstage looking very happy. Quick blowy in the back. Um, a shit Eminem song is a theme song for WrestleMania. Great. Here comes Steph and Triple H and their matching power suits. Nice. Good shit. Triple H absolutely buries Fandango on the mic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Destroyed him. This was great. It's like, so you guys will latch on something. What was that thing you were doing this last year? No, 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 no. Who was nah, nah. that guy? Who was that guy that did that thing? He's on your roster, dickhead. <laughs> In fairness, though, he, he brought it back. Like Stephanie said, oh, it's Fandango. And Triple H's like, no, his name's Fandango. And you got bored of him, which is a shame because he's a talented kid. And Fandango's backstage going, oh, fuck. Yeah, I am talented. Can you book me like I'm talented, please? <laughs> Look at what I've done with this shitty gimmick you've given me for a year. And whilst he's backstage being really upset, Summer Rae comes and dances past him going, Hey, Johnny Curtis, are you ready to go out and have a good time? <laughs> oh, fuck my life. <laughs> We've got a match later tonight. How are we booked? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the fans go, CM Punk, CM Punk, because it's 2014. Uh, Steph gets the WWE sheep to chant yes and they comply with her because they're fucking sheep. Uh, Steph tells us that Daniel Bryan will not be here tonight and I'm like he fucking better be. (laughs) (laughs) Can't handle another week without the one person I give a shit about in these storylines. And the main reason we're covering this series Enter the Dragon. Exactly. So Triple H cuts a promo putting himself over. Yes, a little smoochy smooch with Steph. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, and the chants of the crowd are boring, boring, boring. A uh, brilliant, like absolutely brilliant video package airs here, which is basically WWE fans are suckers. <laughs> <laughs> the video package buries Ahem, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Booker T, Scott Steiner, Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, Goldberg, Mick Foley, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle. And I'm like, let's go. If you're going to go in the bury people, you may as well go the full hog and bury every baby face in the last 10 years. What's brilliant is they were like, 
who's not with the company and who's wrestling in TNA. <laughs> <laughs> this buries them all. The, the whole thing is that they're all shit and in the end there's only one Triple H because Triple H has beaten all these people. That's the gimmick of the video package. But it's literally going, you know, some people have charisma. Some people have wrestling moves, but they're all shit <laughs> compared to Triple H. And you're like, no way did they do this. And the, uh, and the two things I took out of this was, one, he believes everything that's in this video package. 100%. And two, <laughs> just having seeing like the picture of poor Scott Steiner dead on the floor not selling were really funny. so they produced their heads out wearing a sports team jersey he's wearing a georgetown basketball jersey uh georgetown are based in dc so is he a face now i mean was that patrick ewing on the back was that the name was and i assume he once played for that the the college team of georgetown I didn't know if he did or not, but I would assume he did. Otherwise, it was a different Ewing. Could be Ewing Jr., for example, but I doubt it. It was probably ah, Patrick Ewing. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> uh, Cuba Ewing Gooding <laughs> That's hard to say. Uh, Dave and Triple H throw barbs at each other. There's a couple of good one-liners here. Yeah. Do you over any of this? Or? I mean, I enjoy Triple H saying, you know, I'm surprised you had time to go out and buy some new sunglasses after last week. That was a nice sure. one for me. Uh, Randy heads out to they all do some talky talky bloody bloody blah Randy Orton is mm, tedious man it just gives zero shits I really like Randy Orton in 2021 he's very funny there's a video of him uh, when Raw cuts to adverts and he's got a scooter and he's walking around ringside going I've got a fucking scooter <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> but uh, in 2014 Jesus Christ this Randy Orton is Whew, he's bad. Uh, Triple H does some existential chatting shit about Randy being a viper and no, I mean, the viper. And you're like, those are the exact words you said two seconds ago, douchebag. What do you mean? He's the viper. No, no, no. I mean, the viper. Um, Okay. It fell. This is the thing, right? The, the, the Triple H and Stephanie promo was all right the video package was brilliant and then as soon as others get involved it turns to shit and a lot of it i think yeah. is because they go to triple h as there is mates they're like oh let's just not have a script let's go and riff it out there and triple h's like really okay i feel that everyone was reading no one was kind of like hitting bullet points tonight apart from Orton. i always feel like Orton's just reading a script that just could be because he hasn't got it down yet, you know, or something, but I don't know, man. It's it's very difficult. But we finally get to the point of this whole segment is to put Triple H over, obviously, because Triple H going to WrestleMania, you know, of course. Uh, and Orton versus Batista tonight will be a no DQ match. So the, the idea is that Triple H is having them beat the crap out of each other. So when he makes it to the main event, he has more of a chance of winning the belt. Logic. I like it just took a long time to get there yeah going around all the roundabouts to get there was just like oh at least we had a funny video package yeah, that buried yeah. every baby face <laughs> but you know uh and suddenly we're like my interest is peaked we're gonna have a piper's pit tonight and i'm like what 
Roddy Piper on Raw? Yes, please. Yeah, why didn't they advertise this sooner? Oh. Yeah, you would have thought they'd mention it. All becomes apparent in about an hour's time. Oh, yeah, it's fucking awful, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Get excited, everyone. It's a non-title eight-man tag team match of Team White Guys, Curtis Axel Ryback, and the Real Americans of Cesaro and Jack Swagger with casual racist Seb Coulter versus Team Racial Stereotypes of Los Matadores with of Bull. Diego and Fernando with the WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos of Jimmy and Jay Uso, who were accompanied by uh, what Jerry Lawler refers to as a monkey. <laughs> like, I don't think you could say that. No, he's giving him by his proper name, Torito. No, can't say that. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Fucking hell, Jerry Lawler is a racist piece of shit in this match, isn't he? I mean, do you expect anything less? Yeah, fair point. To start with, the fans literally could not care less. Uh, Cesaro gets a little mumble of cheers when he gets in the ring every time because we all love Cesaro. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, she sent me a message like, they had Walter and Cesaro, and it's not anywhere oh, to be seen. That's a main event on any fucking card. You need no story with those two. Like, you know how people sometimes complain, like ours, for example, there's very little build to wrestling matches and shit. But then AW will, for example, do Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson, and we're just like, greatest thing in the world. Sometimes you don't need a story. Sometimes you just need to take two great wrestlers and go, go on then. Just, just, just shows what you can do. Like, it, it can work, right? I, I think wrestling can be varied. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. If you're gonna do Cesaro versus Walter, do it on at least NXT or something. You know what I mean? Like, stick it on a pay per view, just on the mid card somewhere, just for fun. The fact that BT Sport show NXT UK, and this would have been the best match they would have had since Dragonov and Walter, would have been a great thing for them to have. Yeah, you just look at those two standing across the room from each other, and you're like, that is a dream match. But also, Bron Breaker <laughs> was on that tour, so good for him. <laughs> <laughs> was was our boy. No. He needs to experience, man. He needs to come to a UK venue just so I can go and shout things at him. <laughs> <laughs> Wear purple and stars, you prick! I'll bring a cape for him and throw it at him. I'll be like, there you go! <laughs> I'll just read, like, you know, we'll take, like, scrolls from the genius's poetry and we'll yes. try to take a giant scroll. And as the match is going on, we'll just run through the scroll and shout the words, you know? That'd be incredible. <laughs> but this is, this is the thing, right? Uh, so, again, on the investor call, they mentioned, we've got these pay-per-views and we've got one international event. So, obviously, they've announced all the Crown Jewel stuff and a to-be-announced international event. And we know it's not yeah. SummerSlam. Because why would you want to make money? Mm. And I just think, I think it's just going to be insurrection. I mean, that would be a shame. There is still the Survivor Series slot, right? They haven't filled it. No, it has been. Yeah. And you know what it's going to be? The main event in whatever UK pay-per-view it's going to be. Tyson Fury versus Drew. They're going to bin it off for a gimmick match. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll just do, you know, I don't know, what's easy. They'll make a bit of money. Uh, Brock probably won't travel, so Roman, Seth. Von Wagner versus Bron Breaker. The son of Steiner versus the son of a Beverly. I'd pay to see that. I'd go. 
I won't go yeah. at the moment. I'm saving my money yeah. up for Craven Cottage. <laughs> if it's London and they gave us an actual pay for you, they could do Wembley Stadium. They won't because they, they, they won't risk it without the roof. But no, they could. <laughs> and and, the, and they and they won't. They I can't imagine in like September they'd even do seventy five thousand in Cardiff. I think they'll struggle with Cardiff. I think the distance is too far for a lot of people to be like, yeah, no problem, just buy tickets. As you said, if they want to do a stadium show, it's the only one with a retractable roof, isn't it? I can't think any of the other sports stadiums in the UK with retractable roof, unless they sell out Wimbledon and they go, look what AEW did at the tennis stadium. (laughs) I still love the idea of like, you know, wrestling at Wimbledon, but there's no way in hell they'd have wrestling fans there. It's way too posh. Oh, remarkably, and I'm probably about to go and get stabbed, someone has just rung my doorbell. So I'm just going to go and answer that. Okay, back in two secs. No worries. So uh, I'm not going to edit this. Let's just uh, keep an ear out and see if uh, Tax is going to get stabbed. He does live in an area where it's likely that you might get stabbed. So <laughs> you never know. Um, uh, so here's a secret, everyone. I really fucking hate WWE Raw in 2014. It's like mind-numbingly shit to watch. <laughs> I hate you all for choosing it. But uh, the next series we're doing, which we're choosing, not you fuckers, uh, is is going to be really, really fun. Uh, I'm struggling to not spoil it right now. What can I tell you that will make it interesting? Okay, I'll give you around the years. It's going to be after 1995 but before the year 2000. There you go. It's going to be WWE, WWF. So, I mean, that'll give you a lovely insight. It's been done many times, but one of the things about this series that uh, I've never seen or really kind of been through myself is all the stuff that leads into the the big moment that we're going to be basing the next series around. So hmm. I'm very excited wonder, about the next series. Yeah, one, I'm I'm trying to not spoil it, but describe it. It's very interesting. You didn't get stabbed then? No, I think the batteries in my remote doorbell are going because the like the security lights <laughs> aren't on out there. So I think I've just been duped by um, a faulty battery. Fair play. Or yeah. they've broken in the back of the house and I'm fucked. <laughs> well, I'll keep keep the podcast recording just in case. You know, it could be good good content. Well, in fairness, with the headphones on, I won't hear the massacre of my family, and hopefully they'll lead. Take the TV, so leave. I'll take take the TV, so I'm claim on the insurance, and uh, yeah, that'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> the fans go ooh, and the Usos go oose. <laughs> so you get oose. Oh, funnily enough. Uh, and that's kind of about it. Uh, as the match goes on, the fans chant, We the people, for the heel team of Cesaro and Swagger. <sighs> Dives in that. Uh, Lola calls Torito a monkey. Uh, <laughs> hot tag Usos. Los Matadoras. Stop the giant swing and get booed because, you know, faces and heels. Who knows? Uh, the Mastoras are meant to be faces, by the way, and they get booed because they stop the giant swing. Uh, they then fall on their heads on the outside. It's very funny. I like the Mastoras falling on their own heads. That was good. Careless Matadors. Tito Santana mm. would not have allowed this. Yeah. Flying burritos all day. <laughs> if they'd done the flying burritos and someone had called it on commentary, at least I maybe would have laughed a little bit at the inappropriate racism. Given the belts. <laughs> Don't they win the belts at some point? <sighs> oh, God, I hope not. I can't even remember. Was, the t- tag belts mean nothing in WWE. Was it like the travel agent gimmick they did afterwards that got it? 
Uh, oh, I don't know. Slightly different people, but it was a because no, that was when Primo Carlos? and Epico were selling. Primo? Um, a Primo Epico were selling timeshares, weren't they? Yeah, I think it lasted a whole of about a month. <laughs> like, oh, whatever. It's At least Emelina lasted longer. Sure, sure. Uh, Twin Magic by Los Matadores. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dear Bella Spots. So one guy is in the ankle lock. Uh, they it gets broken up. Uh, the other guy rolls out. The other guy rolls in, pretends his ankle's hurt, rolls up swagger for the one, two, three. And I'm like, what? <sighs> Team racial stereotype and the monkey win the match. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Can I do that, Joey? Oh, I think you can do that, Joey. <laughs> I'm mocking Lawler for saying it. I'm not a big racist as much as this podcast may occasionally seem like we are. <laughs> it's all satirical. <laughs> um... I mean, tag division, right? It's dog shit. But then in fairness, it's dog shit seven years later. Sure. Fandingo and Summer J do dancing with their cool pyro prop thing. I can't believe that I'm still carting this giant pyro prop thing to every episode of Raw. The the intro doesn't have pyro, but Fandingo and Summer J do. (laughs) And it looks good. It's It's awesome. (laughs) oh dear oh it's so stupid so this is the match where i message you being like what the fuck so (laughs) it's a tag team match of the Rhodes dynasty who they don't call that anymore they're just cody Rhodes and gold dust versus fandingo and damien sandow (laughs) i mean look at that team what a team the two people what? in the last few weeks have been buried by <laughs> Triple H versus the Rhodes brothers. We're one week from WrestleMania. They're like, how should we build to WrestleMania? Like, um, let's make a new tag team, right? Uh, that's a good idea. I mean, at least they're not in tag team turmoil. So that's a good sure. thing. Uh, so out of the all these lads, Fandingo is the only one that gets an entrance because the rest of these three hours are packed with such great content that we ran out of time, apparently. Fuck, it's just so... Uh, it's so fucking frustrating. Yeah. There's a bit in this match. Fandingo is on the apron and he's doing his best to sell his gimmick. So he's doing a little dance. And Cole goes, why is Fandingo dancing on the apron? JBL, who usually I hate, steps up and goes, because he's a dancer, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But JBL just like, you fucking imbecile. That's literally his gimmick. He's a dancer. That's why he's dancing on the apron. You fucking dumbass. Fuck, fuck, fuck this show. Fuck the this worst show. part about this is, right, that Cole doesn't go, oh, yeah, and then just move on. Cole spends like three minutes going, just like defending himself and going on and on and just like stop being a little bitch just laugh it off move on you fucking little brat cole's the worst man he's so bad do you think any of these roars would have been better and more watchable had there been a different commentary team or do you think for the entire run of roars and pay-per-views we've got up to mania 30 that our enjoyment couldn't have been enhanced in any way for these shows. I'm going to be honest. The, the, the shows are not good. 
the commentary team is by far the worst thing about it for me. So you take take away that commentary team and just have silence, it would be more tolerable. So like a good commentary team, let's say you have, I don't know, JR and Lawler, for example, just like doing JR and Lawler. That would be so much better than this shit. You get fucking Todd Grisham, you get fucking almost anyone else apart from like Coach, all the three guys that they have now. Uh, or Mike Tanay. You get rid of those guys, like anyone else. <laughs> like, not Mike Tanay. I quite like Mike Tanay. Uh, Don West, sorry, is the one guy I'm like. Those are the four guys I don't want anywhere near this commentary team. Almost any other professional wrestling commentator would make this a better show. Agreed. This this is the thing. And even putting Don West on there, at least you get some good deals on TNA.com. <laughs> Especially if it's yeah. Valentine's Day. Mm. Like, imagine you had, like, Vince, Cornette, and Heyman. It would be a disaster, but it would be so entertaining, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know Cornette on TV at any time. I mean, you thought Lauder was bad with monkey jibes. For, but that's uh, what I'm saying. It would be an absolute disaster. But at least it would have some ferocity to it, you know, some sort of like something beyond a beige wall being talked about in front of you and then just like someone stabbing you in the eyebrow with a fucking fork is what this commentary feels like just yeah i i i'm so glad genuinely and i know i said this at the start of the pod i'm so glad that we're one show away from being done with this jizz fest do you know what the thought i had about this commentary team was like you know sometimes at wrestlemania They'll start the show and they'll be like, duh, 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 and JR will walk out and do commentary for the show because it's WrestleMania. Like, I don't think that happens. <laughs> but I'm hoping and praying that we get some sort of other commentary that isn't just Michael Cole, JBL, and Jerry fucking Lawler because they are the worst. I, I suspect JR appears for the Taker match. I think that's it. Mm, I can't remember. I'll be interesting to see. Um, anyway, so as much as this tag match of the Rhodes boys versus the Jobber guys, I know what they were calling them. Uh, like it, it's kind of weird they put this match together, but the four lads are all very good. This match is really fun. It's kind of mad. There's lots of diving around the ring, doing silly spots. Like they're having a great time in there. Leave Sandango alone. <laughs> yeah, sure. There we go. Sandango. I like it. A uh, big spinny neck slam thingy by Goldie, whatever he calls it. I don't know what it is. It's not the final, final cut. cut. Last cut. Nah, it's not. Is it the final cut? Yeah. Anyway, uh, no continuation of Summer Ray faking her ankle injury, by the way. For the one, two, three, <laughs> the winners of the Rhodes boys. Well, she can't have an ankle injury. She wrestled and beat Natty with that stiff kick to the head, which must have meant her ankle was mm. fixed to not kick her that hard. Yeah, but there was that whole gimmick of her like betraying Fandingo last week in favour of the Rhodes boys, and they've just packed that story in, apparently. Well, you know. <clears throat> Booking, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Hound of Justice. <laughs> I can't say it without, like, the, the Hounds of Justice. <laughs> it's such a shit name. Oh, hang on. Socks, hats, <laughs> eye mask, <laughs> earrings, long johns, Dr. Martins, the shield. Dr. Martin's, Dr. Martin's, Dr. Martin's, boots, boots. Uh, Wait a second, Dr. Martin's Yankum. <laughs> oh, God. 
the Hounds of Justice. <laughs> Satomura, about. Hakushi, Isla Dawn, Emelina, Lana, Danhausen, the Shield. <laughs> talk about the assault by oh, assault by boring Kane and his boring henchmen. Up next, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, uh, we're back, and Cole is chatting away to Lola. Why JBL is apparently doing a little doodle or something because Vince obviously shouts this headset and JBL goes, oh shit, we're on TV. <laughs> it's fucking pants. Was this cut for you or did you get to see JBL's reaction to be like, oh fuck, we're on TV? I, I suspected here he was like just drawing his number down for a lady in the crowd. It's like, oh, been caught. <laughs> just drawing Michael Cole with a giant knob coming out of his head. <laughs> You know? <laughs> just walked into the changing rooms that's the facial expression you give <sighs> we get a recap of the hounds of justice getting beat up by boring Kane and the 2014 job squad uh, Mox sticking his tongue out selling during this is absolute bants it's like Mark's brother's kind of yucka yucka I'm selling <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it stood out to me um, Shield versus Boring Kane and the Boring Age Outlaws. Vote, vote, vote. Who will the Shield wrestle tonight? Or oh, one of the Shield will wrestle Kane tonight, I should say. Vote, vote, vote. App vote. Vote, vote, vote. Get the app. Do the voting. Um, Shield backstage in their little cupboard are talking to the camera while they kind of hold it. They talk about the disrespect of their fisting. <laughs> Believe in that. Believe in fisting. <laughs> Roman Reigns is a believer. Hmm. Washington, D.C. <laughs> we're I don't like Washington. Uh, we're here. Go home show for WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt. Probably one of the best kind of up-and-comers they've got. Who is Bray wrestling to get us hyped for this match versus Cena tax? He's not a member of one, not two. He's a member of three live crew. Did you hear that loud bang? Yes. Are you okay? I'm fine. I didn't just get shot. That was a balloon from Halloween that just popped. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, I thought I'd been shot, but no, no, we're fine. Right. No, it's not America. I'm okay. <laughs> Mrs. Richard had enough and shot you. <laughs> Ooh, so, yeah, yeah. Three Life Crew. There's a reference. Uh, it, it's, it's no truth. Sorry, no truth. Wow. No entrance are truth. With Xavier Woods. Why have they been put together? Hmm. They both love to dance. Hmm. That's that's why. No, that's Fandango and Summer Rae. No, what yes. is, else is it? Yes. They why, both why have nice hair. <laughs> no, that can't be it. Hmm. I'll have a hmm. think about what it could possibly be. Yeah, why are these two put together? Hmm. They don't seem to have any other thing to do. Oh, they were both in TNA. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon, TNA racist. <laughs> oh my God, these are both from... <laughs> <laughs> he's not TNA racist he's just racist <laughs> versus Bray Wyatt with Eric Rowan and Luke Harper uh, Truth gets way too much shit in for my liking during this match he's a former TNA gauntlet for the gold championship winner holder runner mm, he did indeed win the battle royal for the gold he did not though <laughs> The gauntlet for the battle royal. He did not. Rumble. It was Kenny Shamrock, wasn't it? <laughs> of course he did. I'm just deliberately getting the name wrong. Like they did in that first episode of CNA. It was really funny. <laughs> hey, yo. 
Uh, uh, he's getting, is that later? Yeah, that is later, isn't it? I like him. We'll talk about him later. Uh, Truth gets way too much shit in. Uh, Bray has Truth down and is delivering multiple elbows to the back of the head. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great finish to make Bray look strong. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the match continues. And R-Truth just gets up. And then they continue and Bray does some spooky stuff. And Michael Cole says, Sister Abigail. While he does the, the swingy thing, which isn't that called Sister Abigail's Kiss? Isn't that the deal? Was well, at the time called Sister Abigail. That's it. Michael Cole annoyed me in this by trying to throw mm. in, so referring to Bray Wyatt as the cult leader, the eater of worlds, and also the man of a thousand truths. Dean Malenko was fucking livid. <laughs> I like that. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Woman of a Thousand Holes in AEW. Serena Deeb. She's fucking awesome, dude. She's Her match with Shida have been... St- oh. Those two matches back-to-back have been incredible. Bro. Some of the best matches I've seen in a long time. There's been some really fucking good wrestling, but every time those two are in the ring, I'm just like, oh, this is what I want wrestling to be. More of this, please. It's it's Brett levels of good, man. Like, And that's such high compliment for me, because I think Brett is the all-time great in-ring worker. It's also a uh, great anyway. testament to the NWA's women's division, because obviously they've got mm. her and Thunder Rosa from there, where they actually yeah. sort of started having a bit more mainstream appeal, which I think will mean it will only be a matter of time before Camille makes her way in. But do they need her with Jade Car- Cargill there? So. Cargill, not, not uh, Gary Cahill's sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jade Cahill. Sister of Chelsea centre back Gary. Oh, so wasn't she bedded by John Terry at some point? <laughs> yeah, and that was Wayne Bridge, which still led to the best thing in football ever, holding out his hand to shake Wayne Bridge's hand, and Wayne Bridge fucking no selling it. Lovely, good work, boy. <laughs> uh, so match. So Bray is spooky. Sister Abigail one two three. The winner is Bray. So post match, Woods jumps in, gets decked, and you're like, racist. Okay. <laughs> Go on. That was it. <laughs> yep. That, that, that was it. And then there's a lighting change. And Bray kneels down with the two big lads standing behind him. And Bray goes, follow the buzzards. And you're like, okay, seen this before. And then, and then, and then, and then a man, or a person, I should say. We don't know if it's a man. We should not assume his gender. <laughs> In a boiler suit. <coughs> oh it's nails <laughs> I was thinking it's like you know the 10th member of Slipknot <laughs> um, so he's, he's in a boiler suit and he's got a sheet mask okay so like oh who could it be <laughs> mm. I wonder so, so he's standing behind Bray but in between the two big lads and so they all start they turn and they see and they go Oh, look, it's John Cena. I mean, it's, it's, oh, who is it? <laughs> Still to this day, looking at the Wyatts, I love the fact how Brody must have done this. And they're like, okay, Rowan, here's your mask. Brody, here's your mask. Yeah, I'll wear that out there. <laughs> I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Oh, I dropped it on my entrance. Oh, what a shame. Bro. So, okay, let's just throw this out there. Cena is standing there in a boiler suit and a sheet mask. Hang on, we don't know that yet. Fucking hell. And they all turn to look at him and they go, Who's this guy? Uh, but they don't really react. Right? It takes them 
45 seconds to eventually get into a fight with this person, right? And they, the Wyatts, the fucking crazy redneck, jump you at any chance, beat the shit out of everyone, Wyatts, just stand there like, oh, there's an extra guy in the ring with us. <laughs> just ignore him for 45 seconds, but acknowledge him at the same time. And then once Cena fucking takes off the sheet mask and goes, it's me, it's John Cena, <laughs> right? They don't jump him. Cena jumps them and chases them off. They're like, what the fuck is this? Two things I thought here. First of all, they were looking at him going, Braun? Is that you? <laughs> and then second of all, he would have got away with it and been for those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is very Scooby-Doo. He runs all three of the Wyatts off to the ramp. All three Wyatts run away from one John Cena. And whoa, then he whoa, puts whoa. on his fucking shitty little green headband thing. He's like, gotta get the merch in. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is going on? What I like as well with uh, boiler suit, it was like slightly cut off at the leg boiler suit. So it looked like the lad out of Sister Act 2 who did the hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> joyful, joyful, Lord, Sorry, Cal. Joyful, joyful, don't we? I don't. And then my life, I would. Everyone loves a white boy rapper. <laughs> so we got. Wait, is he white? No, there like? were t- there were two rappers in uh, the oh, okay. sister act. Uh, I believe it was it Frank A. Not that I watched that movie. One of the how how okay okay. <laughs> let's have the conversation. You haven't seen any fucking movies apart from Sister Act two, apparently, and Sister Act. <laughs> okay. I've seen, I mean, I've yeah, also seen not? Wayne's World and two of the three Back to the Futures because why would you waste your time with Back to the Future three? It must be shit. Uh, it's worth a watch. Here, McFly. No, I, I, I want to watch. You know, you can't beat McFly. Back to the Future. Back to the Future was mm. probably one of the best films ever made. Uh, yeah, sure. Out of the seven I've watched, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen like? I don't know why I'm doing this. So I know the answer is going to be no. But like, let's let's take a take a classic like a Pulp Fiction. No, I've would, seen the dance. Like to? I've seen dance. The, uh, some of the You've dances people the do dance. to, pulp fi- to, to Pulp Fiction. You've it's- seen the dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I almost broke K F A and dropped your real name. There. <laughs> I'm disbelief, but like. Coach Wickham was brilliant at that when we did the food podcast because even though that was like with shoot names on the food podcast it was like yeah and uh, tax this week I've been cooking this it's like (laughs) awesome (laughs) (sighs) joyful joyful (laughs) how hmm. so do you have Netflix I do have Netflix yes I'm pretty sure Pulp Fiction is on Netflix yeah, Could but you I currently watch wa- this movie just to satisfy me. Like I'm watching Shit's Creek at friend. the moment. I'm almost at the end of it, and also there's Battle Bots on there, so that's good to watch. Oh, if only you could see my fucking face when you said that. <laughs> I'm like Shit's Creek. It's very fucking good, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron. I would also Parks and Recreation. I've almost finished as well. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Parks and Rec. I mean, once you've seen a series, you've seen them all. But Shit's Creek's <sighs> funny. <laughs> Oh, you're fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Movies. I once watched Paw Patrol. (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong with Paw Patrol. 
Uh, who's going to wrestle Boring Kane? Does anyone give a fuck? Vote on the app. <laughs> that's I wonder what much- the number of people... Go on. I was going to say, that's pretty much what the commentators were saying at this stage. Like, just fucking mm. use the app. Do an app vote. I wonder if, like, a hundred people voted. I doubt it. I really wonder. Because you'd have to go and get the app, assuming you don't have the app, right? So there's going to be a certain number of people that have the WWE app. It isn't the network at this point. It's just the old WWE app thing, right? You would then have to be watching Raw live and then have to care enough to pick up your phone or whatever and open that app to then find that vote to then actually vote. But Rich, I can't imagine anyone over the age of 14 would actually be bothering with this unless you were like, you know, severely mentally disabled or something. You know what I mean? So there must be a percentage because they're wrestling fans. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, people didn't go to Progress in 2014. Uh, Fair point. I'm including myself in this, but (laughs) I have problems. I'm very aware of it. But the problem is, Rich, they didn't have anyone on the show showing awkwardly how to download an app from either the Apple Store yeah. or the How will Go- we know how to download a tax if Michael Cole doesn't show us how? Or, or I believe at one point it's the Googly Play Store. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Google was pronounced Googly. That'd be so much better. <laughs> Just Googly it. <laughs> Just give it a Googly. <laughs> Mate, I think we've got something here. Should we go and buy googly.com? <laughs> Uh, well, it's certainly better than Meta. Mm, yeah, indeed. I'm not changing the name of Facebook, so everything's fine. Uh, everyone get excited. It's a, oh, a non-title Jumba... Lil. It's not a Jambalaya. Jambalaya match. No, I wish that might be interesting. It's a Lumberjill match because women can't be Lumberjacks. Is that the implication here? All I know is that Funky's on a roll. Funky's on a roll. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. I don't hear it. So Naomi is going to be wrestling the, the Divas champion because can't have women's belt. I have to have Divas still, 2014. Uh, AJ Lee. Uh, the Bell Rings. CM Punk chants. The Lumber Jills throw AJ back in the ring whenever she goes to the outside. But they won't throw Naomi back in the ring whenever she goes to the outside. Because Can they do that, a, Joey? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a big target on the back of AJ Lee because she's the champion and there's going to be a clusterfuck match where they all want to win the belt. So, yep. This match goes over two minutes. So, longest diva match of this entire run? Four, four minutes, five seconds. It's like an epic for this diva's division. So longer than Kane's match. <laughs> yep. They do some wrestling. Well. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness though, I, I, I say that. At least AJ and Naomi can both work, if given the chance to. AJ Lee can work in 2014. Not so sure about Naomi. But she's got the rear view, where she sticks mm. her bum in your face. And that's PG, is it? Don't hate it. Um... I like a bit of curve, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, AJ to the outside. Tamina steps in front of all the Lumberjills and be like, eh, this is my friend, even though she's abandoned her at least three times already. <sighs> and the Lumberjills attack Tamina and AJ Lee. Can they do that, Joey? AJ is thrown back in the ring. Naomi jumps up, shoves her bum in AJ's face. 
for the one, two, three. The Divas champ is pinned again. Champions lose on this Raw. Mm, champions lose in WWE. It's 2014. Very true. <laughs> hey, Tax. Do you want to go to the Hard Rock Cafe tomorrow? You can meet a racist hot dog man. I do love a racist hot dog man. Man dog, hot dog. Man, man, hot man, hot, hot man. Mm, hot man doesn't work. <laughs> mm, hot man. Man dog, I think, works. Good old man dog. Mm. Man dog, Matt Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, Kid Rock is doing music for WrestleMania. Come on, celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dim, 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 celebrate. Um, and American Badass. Watch. No, don't watch. Ball, the ball, the bang, bang, Cowboy. Cowboy. The best part of that cowboy song is the nice little piano bit in the middle. Sure. Lovely. Then it has the jump pool that goes, I'm something, something. You can suck my dick. I think you'll find it. You can suck my radio edit. Oh, yeah. Kid Rock, eh? 1999. Good times. It's still 2014. WWE are like, yeah, Kid Rock, he's famous. That's great. Uh, Renee is backstage with Cena, who gets booed. Fucking hilarious. That's because he attacked people. <laughs> he beat up a sheep. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The moment, like, you know, they do the segment with John Cena, and he gets cheered when he unveils his face and stuff. Like, fair enough, there's going to be a fight in the middle of the ring. People are just like, oh, violence, awesome. And then the second he goes backstage, crowd like, boo. <laughs> Who did the better reveal? So funny. The second Wyatt Sheep or the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? Yeah. Stay Puff every time. Uh, he talks about Bray's propaganda. I'm like, what, his cupboard? <laughs> Is that a thing? Then he goes, he says these words in order. Fire, hell, rage, monster. I'm like, not your gimmick, mate. Also, not how you spell shield. Yeah, fucking A. Uh, Cena is going to put th- put his foot in Bray's ass. Kinky. The Firefly Funhouse match that this eventually led to was good, but everything else I think was pretty terrible. I'm really glad it took them six... This was part of a six-year build. This was always part of their plan. They were like, in six years' time, some fuckwit will eat a snake and we won't be able to do a proper Mania match. So mm. let's try this now to give us some good ammo for later for NWO Cena. Your, your analysis of COVID blew me away. <laughs> that was amazing. Some fuck with ate a snake, and therefore COVID. <laughs> well, you know, let's not get into the uh, the lab theory. <laughs> it was just beautifully simplified. I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. I mean, let's think about it, Rich. Right? I sit there and I go to my fridge and go, today, pretty hungry. I'm going to eat a bit of cheese. Safe in the knowledge, I'm not going to fuck up the world. <laughs> This lad, you, like, know, mate. you know what I really fancy doing? Going to eat a fucking snake from a market. Ah, uh, you know that's illegal, sir. Well, I've run out of cheese. Fair. Josh Matthews. Boo. Fan- 
as a panel of people for some fucking reason we're doing this again oh alex riley the most wasted talent in wwe in the 2010s yeah maybe say maybe. it to my face <laughs> so it's alex riley wade barrett he's no longer bad news barrett apparently Boo. according to josh matthews what the fuck is this best gimmick around and also booker t they uh, chat some shit about WrestleMania. Who gives a fuck? Uh, we get a replay of Brock and Taker from earlier on the show. By the way, if I'm skipping over anything you really want to delve into, please feel free. Definitely not. <laughs> a replay from Brock and Taker from like an hour ago. Fair enough. Uh, Lawler is in the ring to announce who Boring Kane will be wrestling from the shield. The vote is 80% in favor of Roman Reigns. I'm like, did we just Barry, Seth and Dean. <laughs> Quite significantly. <laughs> what the fuck was this? If this was the legit vote, kayfabe If this wasn't the legit vote and this is kayfabe they're fucking idiots because they're making Seth and Dean look like fucking jobs bodies to Roman. But let's be honest, which one came from the Indies and which one came from The Rock? Yeah, fair play. Did he come from The Rock's balls? Is that where he came from? Who knows these days? Everyone did, apparently. Mm. he's like uh you know genghis khan just spreading his seed all over the shop just drooling everywhere i believe <laughs> i think the words in the olden days would be ah, lad <laughs> just banged his gavel into everyone didn't he <laughs> uh callbacks are fun uh kane versus roman reigns happened There's a bit where Cole goes on commentary as this match is starting. Roman Reigns came up to me earlier this evening and told me to spread the word. We're not going to be messed with. Believe in the shield. <laughs> I'm just like, what human talks like that? Imagine going up to a commentator and be like, spread the word. We're not going to be messed with. Believe in the shield. <laughs> the worst part of this match, though, trying to build up some animosity and like, and Kane used to be the holder of the most eliminations in the Rumble. But then Roman took it this year. So fucking hell, boys. What are you doing? Not even mentioned that the entire way through this story, you know. <sighs> so, um, I mean, that's not the few. They're just making shit up. Boring Kane and his Bull Buchanan right to censor cosplay. <laughs> He's still got all the fire and brimstone entrance. But <laughs> none of the other stuff gets fuck all reception to. Crowd don't give a shit. He's a mare, damn it. He's a mare. Mm. This is a fucking mare. Yeah. The crowd honestly get quieter as these guys make their entrances. And I'm like, I'm not sure this is what mentions are meant to do. But um, do you remember when Roman was over like a month ago? What, before they fucked up at the Rumble? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I pop every time Roman wanks his fist, though. <laughs> the magnesium wanking claw. <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite wrestling gimmick ever. Well, he's got so to he's load up the punch. Do you not know how to punch someone? You go... <laughs> <laughs> it's in 2014. Like, so he went through a phase like the last before he turned heel and you know the whole... Uh, had to be away for COVID and obviously leukemia and everything. He went through this phase whereby he would only do the wanky fist when he was loading up to do the finish. In 2014, he does it maybe six, seven times in a match. <laughs> it's like every time he goes to do a punch, he's just like, oh, I better wank my fist. <laughs> Well, he's older now. He's more mature. He's got a wife. He doesn't need to do that all the time now. Oh, it's so good. Literally, I burst out laughing every time he's like, cluck, cluck. Oh. 
<laughs> feels better now. <sighs> feels better. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be able to hit that triple power bomb now with that release. Oh, he does it before doing the bomb. He does it before doing anything. It's oh, it's so good. I, I just want to put a montage <laughs> together of like 2014 Roman Wank and his fists, you know, just to pop myself. I'm just imagining backstage to try and do another film reference. We're talking like jump sh- 22 Jump Street and <laughs> where he's like, we're just going to smash through, smash through. And Vince is showing him. He's watched it. and He's like <laughs> seeing Roman fist someone. He's like, Roman, do this every time you get. And Roman's like, fucking hell, Vince, really? It's like, yeah, I saw it on a modern movie. <laughs> Have you seen 22 Jump Street? I have. Oh, have look, he's in 20... a big cube of ice. <laughs> have you seen 21 Jump Street? Of course I have. I love that like, I've seen these movies, but I can't remember a single fucking thing about them and you're referencing them to me. I'm just like, I don't know. But not seen Pop Fiction there. Let's just clarify. Well, one's got Channing Tatum in it. <laughs> I've also watched Be Cool. That was a great film with like, Travolta and uh, Andre 3000. <laughs> sure. What, what, what would you say? Was your oh, and The Rock, movie? obviously. Okay. What's your, what's your favorite movie of all time? Would you say, like, like oh. legitimately? Like, I know you're gonna joke me off and be like, no, <laughs> hey, it's fucking, I did know some kids movie or something. <laughs> like, that's not how you talk, by the way. That was not a good impression of you. But <laughs> like, legit. What's like your your favorite movie of all time? You have to pick one. I mean, I think it's difficult because again, I don't really. Oh, I don't know. I mean, for a sentimental value, because it was the first movie I ever saw and it was up in Newcastle. It's the first time I went to a cinema. Sort of Jurassic Park. That w- that was a good one. But okay. genuinely, like the the modern version of Romeo and Juliet, I think that's brilliantly well done. I enjoy like that. Yeah, yeah, the Buzz Lerman, like, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio firing petrol over each other at the garage at the petrol station. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's not bad. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm not the sort of person... Who, I mean, realistically, the two films that I would go to if I want to watch something would either be The Rock or Con Air. Yeah, I'm, I'm very aware I'm a film wanker, so I'm trying not to be like, too oh, no, douchey no. about it. I know. I mean, to be fair, like my taste or time to watch films, I think it's probably... Because I've never really had the time to sit there. Obviously, you know, I went straight from school to uni. I went from, straight from school to working... Um, a lot of commuting for work so I'd never really have oh and also that was it probably because I didn't have friends so I never went to the cinema so Aww. I never really got into well, films that's why I watched movies because I didn't have friends I watched movies instead yeah I mean, have you seen like a Kevin Smith film have you seen like Clerks or More Rats or Jan Silent Bob Strike Back or any of those silly things now Clerks the one where they stand outside the supermarket or is that Jane <laughs> Silent Bob uh bit of both potentially oh, the last one i saw was uh zach and mary make a porno okay yes great okay so you've seen some good silly films as well, C- okay. well we're gonna call it cacunt <laughs> 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 the scene with uh i don't know if you even know who jamie's is but the guy with the long hair when they're doing the squatting sequence and he's beneath her yes <laughs> maybe one of the funniest things i've ever seen like absolutely love it was that also yeah, the cool. movie where they right. where the, he used to rise up I'm not. I'm not fucking. I am fuck. <laughs> Is that <for> second <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you've seen more than you let on, I think. Yeah, but it's just not like like you said. It's just not memorable to me. I mean, Zach and Mary was a great film. 
Yeah, I, I love it. Truth. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, that's funny. But you know, all of these are better than Monday Night Raw and the 31st of March 2014. So Roman sets up to do more wanky fest. As here come the boring old outlaws to get beat up by Seth and Ambrose because, you know, storytelling. Uh, Roman does a super douche punch to Boring Kane. Uh, shield in to kick out, kick their shit out of Boring Kane in the ring. Ooh, ah! But the Boring Lads run away and they drag Kane out the ring. So um, my assumption here is that Kane won this match via disqualification, right? He did. He did. The official result is Kane victory by disqualification in three minutes and eight seconds, which is three minutes and eight seconds more than we should have been had for this match. Yeah. They spent longer promoting this match than the actual match. Diabolical. Makes you wonder why we're meant to care, you know? Uh, next up is Piper's Pit that I was <gasps> semi-excited for because yeah. I love a bit of Roddy Piper. And how, gave, how mate, it mm. fell to pieces. <sighs> no entrance to Piper. Fuck this company. Bruh, it's Roddy Piper. Hogan, fucking 10 entrances every fucking show for the last 10 weeks. Roddy Piper, nah, just start him in the ring. No one cares about Roddy Piper. <laughs> you know, fucking assholes. It was, I I wanted a full entrance. I wanted I wanted the full Piper experience. But here's, here's the thing. Like, his head around the entrance and going, yeah, it's me. And hearing that pop, you know. Piper's pit in the ring will never be as good as Piper's Pit. And that's the thing with all these interview segments. They need to be up high on the stage like we had with the funeral parlor, like we had with the barbershop. They need to have a separate staging area, not the shitty ring. I'm into that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, do you want to go over this? No. But basically, Hot Rod's out there. He main evented the first ever WrestleMania. Now we're at the 30th show. Hot Rod's special anniversary edition of Piper's Pit. And he was seeking to interview one of the odds-on favourites for the Andre Battle Royal. And then out came The Miz. I love how you got the name wrong, but Piper's the only man on this entire run of shows to get the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal name right. And he does it clean as fuck like four times just to prove a point. Like, Piper's really fucking good. <laughs> but we Miz, get, no, Miz is shit. Miz comes out, they chat, and Piper during the whole thing is going, Really? Really? And then Seamus comes out and then he does classic Irish stuff going, I'd have a pint with you, Roddy. Bad he accent. comes out and goes, all right, Piper, <laughs> like, you disrespectful cunt. How dare you? Then out Piper. comes uh, TITUS. And uh, all a surprise because we've got to have fodder in here. And then out comes Dolph Ziggler wearing an Andre shirt, which was nice. Hmm. But then who else could possibly save this utter chaos? Booyaka, booyaka. No one cares. Who's that jumping off the boat? R-O-Y. <laughs> Good old Roy. Good old Roy. Gotta love him. <laughs> Do you know that if you speed up Titus, o uh, Titus O'Neil, that's his name, if you speed up Titus O'Neil, he sounds like the villain from Bugs Bunny. But this was this, how, this was a waste. Why would I know that? Why would I even know how, what he sounds like sped up? I'm definitely not watching this double speed fucking the, dog shit product this is a waste of time for piper they didn't even need piper here for this yeah but as as we mentioned on last week's pod we'll be seeing piper soon when we cover episode one of legends house oh that's gonna be fun uh, piper also features in our series a little bit 
don't know if you realise, but Piper's does. kind of on there. Yeah, he is. Oh There's yeah, a spanner in the works to throw you off. What you were probably thinking? Well, how was Roddy Piper feature? Mm. Some of you know. Only only well, takeaway from this uh this segment was when everyone else piled out into the ring. Uh, Rey and Sin Cara did a battle of the masks. They did. Yep. And that is literally it. Go home. Let's get out of this mm. fucking segment. Poor Roddy Piper. Yeah. The big show stands tall at the end, just to clarify, because, you know, he's going to win the battle roll. Um, so they replay Steph slapping Batista from last week. Highlight of the show. Yep. Highlight of the whole fucking series. <laughs> so funny. But they cut away <laughs> more of Randy's laughing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, what a great go-home show it's been. It's time for your main event of the evening get excited it's a non-title no disqualification match of batista versus unified undisputed wwe world heavyweight champion randy fucking orton batista has the machine gun finally it's been weeks since we've seen it I walk for miles inside this pit of disinterest. Ducka, 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 ducka. It's great. Good old saliva. <laughs> oh, fuck saliva. Uh, well, unless you know your step. <laughs> She's probably fucked them all. <laughs> Drooling everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Randy hits the ring. The crowd go mild. It's embarrassing. The crowd is silent. Dislike my attitude towards this main event, no disqualification match. Yeah, Triple H and Steph head out to do ringside commentary. Uh, the crowd are getting less and less into this the more people come out, apparently. Uh, this match is summed up by one phrase, and I'm pretty sure you have the exact thing written down that I have written down. Hit me with what you have. Walk and brawl. <laughs> Kick, punch, outside. Kick, punch, outside. Kendo stick. Kick, punch, outside. Kendo stick. Triple H and Stephanie funny on commentary. Kick, punch, chair. Yep. Um, the, the one good thing about this match, I wonder whether you clocked on to why you felt at peace maybe watching this match, is because Triple H and Steph are on commentary, right? And they're actually talking about the match. And at the same time, as they're talking about wrestling, which I'm like, fucking hell, it feels like it's been months since anyone's talked about wrestling on this commentary team. JBL is silent throughout the entire fucking match. Blatantly, Vince has got on the headset and been like, JBL, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, finally, someone said it. In fairness as well, right, to Steph, she was very good here. She was good when she did commentary on the first Women's Royal Rumble. Yes, she had to be involved somehow, but mm. she did add to it. Steph's awesome. She cares. Exactly, because she knows it's her company. It's her It's her money. It's her share value. Yeah. Like they do the spot over the, um, the timekeepers section that they do on every fucking show. And uh, Steph goes, wow! And I'm like, oh, God, someone's sounding interesting in the rest- interested in the wrestling that's happening. It's a revelation. I also like the facts where uh, <laughs> when they went to sit down for commentary and King went, oh, yeah. oh, I was hoping Stephanie would sit next to me. <laughs> and Drew was like, what's wrong with me? He goes, what am I, a chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. 
uh it's almost as good as his uh i, I am a buy a lot of buy things but by uh by curious not one of them or something <laughs> that know, was whatever. it <laughs> it's a great line uh randy does the draping ddt to batista and batista literally like steps up to do it it's so embarrassing how he has to set stuff up because uh, he's just not very good at his job uh, and you hear triple h and steph reacting to something happening on the commentary screams triple h makes that noise and it's the hero of our story finally yay baby face dragon ambushing triple h from behind because you know there's a face what a baby face or a heel is clusterfuck finish to polish off the show dragon beats everyone up kendo stick shots to triple h he beat the shit out of them yeah, With that did. kendo stick. Poor Triple H. It's like someone's got to sell this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, Steph and Triple H run off to the ramp and chant yes. As, sorry. As yes chants fill the arena. Uh, it lasts about 90 seconds where they're just having to sell on the ramp. And they're going, oh, we timed this awfully. But there's loads of yes chants. Buy WrestleMania, you fucks. Please buy WrestleMania. Nice closing scene of the thumbnail when you start to watch the episode in the WWE Network of Daniel Bryan standing on the middle turnbuckle in front of the WrestleMania sign. So removing the surprise as soon as you turn on the the episode. But genuinely, the first time in the whole show, the fans give a shit. And here's the most interesting thing about it. If you turned on like the last five minutes of Raw, because you're like, oh, it's WrestleMania. Oh, I see Raw's on. I haven't watched the show for a long time. And you'd come in and you see this guy jump in from the crowd, beat the shit out of Triple H of a kendo stick, and have the fans actually give a shit. You'd be like, fucking hell. This looks great. I'm going to buy the pay-per-view. So that's why Michael Cole, as everyone's retreating up, the thing goes, make sure you contact your um, cable or satellite provider. It's like, oh, Michael. <sighs> yeah and we're out next stop so... smackdown and then wrestlemania <laughs> uh have you looked up what happens on smackdown or do you want to do that before mania kicks off well i suspected that we would have quite a significant amount of time to waste uh before mania so give me two seconds and i will just quickly get up my notes so smackdown before mania recorded straight after this episode of raw so they still rec- wow. record it. I was dead by the end of the show. Well, they didn't have much to, to do because this episode of SmackDown is essentially a hype episode. Footage of um, WrestleMania access. Let me give you a brief summary. SmackDown opens with Hulk Hogan in the ring. Hyping Ooh. history is going to be made all over again. Then get a match, Rich, uh, which is Dolph Ziggler versus um, Titus O'Neil. Oh, get excited, everyone. Dolph Ziggler hits the zigzag on Titus for the victory. And then in a rematch from Monday Night Raw to get ready for the WrestleMania pre-show Fatal 4-Way. So it's moved to the pre-show now for the tag team titles. God. We've got the Real Americans with um, casual racist Seb Coulter taking on Los Matadores, Diego and Fernando with Michael Nee's favorite wrestler, Torito L. And you know what? Cesaro hit the neutralizer for the win. They show some footage of access. 
They show some hype videos for WrestleMania. Hogan comes back out into the ring. We're two days before Mania. And he's looking forward to adding to his incredible legacy on the big stage at the mall. And that racist man dog hot. And that takes us to WrestleMania. Disappointingly, this did the highest TV rating of any SmackDown we've been covering on this run. Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> well done to the Sci-Fi Network. And that is it. We are out of Monday Night Raw. We are on to WrestleMania next week. Fuck me, I'm glad that is over. Monday Night Raw <laughs> for this entire run. And I know, like you say, when people listen to this and they, they come for us rather than the content, and it's a really flipping good thing that they do. Because the content, since we started doing this run, has made aces and eights look like one tiny step below the quality of the NWO. Because this run, and we'll get to it at Mania, but this whole run where everyone waxes lyrical about how great the build to Mania 30 was, this has been atrocious. Yeah, like, so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I thought it was going to be bad. This is maybe the worst wrestling has ever been. And I've watched a lot of fucking bad wrestling over the years. Um, I, I literally, I have so little to say that's positive. Um, I have American my positive Dragon, points for this. Wait, let me get my, my two things out. Uh, Brian Danielson is fucking amazing. The fact that he can capture a crowd with this level of shit surrounding him is very, very impressive. He's one of the all-time greats. Stephanie is massively underrated. She's really, really fucking good. The biggest problem, apart from those two positives, is the the mid-card and the booking. The mid-card in 2014 is awful. When you're looking at Rybaxel, even like the Rhodes boys who are trying their best to put on good matches. You've got Fandingo and Kane and the Outlaws and these terrible Divas matches. Even like Truth and the Wyatts and everything else. It's just awful, man. It's so badly done. Uh, it's just, um, yeah, like, you know, I can tolerate a lot of bad booking. Like 2021, there's a lot of bad WWE booking. But the talent they have in the ring every week is so good that you can find something to find enjoyable. That's not the case in 2014 for me. But go on. What, no, what, the roster your... is definitely in flux at the moment. Mm. And I think when we did the NWO series, there were things that we took away that we can even still remember about that series now. Like all the Scott Hall stuff, like turning up at the end of the show with the slap with Sting and things like that. There are moments that we go through and we remember. Even with the Aces and Eights run where they where Kurt Angle pulled off the mask to reveal D'Lo and go, you, and disappears for a whole week and doesn't tell anyone who the this guy was in Aces and Eights. It was really fucking funny and really memorable. Sure. The only parts I will take away from this series, other than the points you rightly said about Dragon being the, his ability as a performer, the Whites and the Shield showdown and their match. And Brock Lesnar going, let's go! <laughs> and that's yeah, it. Sure. So let's hope 
when we we've watched so much wrestling we've watched so many episodes there's been so little to latch onto. it's painful man oh and the slap but only because it's fresh in the memory ask me this about this series in about four weeks time i probably won't even mention the slap yeah but still we've watched two pay-per-views one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven episodes of raw and that's all we're taking from this. The actual build of the story to get to Dragon to WrestleMania was horrific. It's it happened in the last weird. three weeks. Yeah, there was no story up until the last three weeks. And the story they've told in the last three weeks didn't even have Dragon on one of the fucking shows. It's awful. Let's hope we get some really fun, good wrestling at WrestleMania 30. And I know we do, because from memory, the opening match, I think, was quite good. But the rest of the card. Um, and also, just a quick heads up, I am not covering. The, I'm not even going to watch the pre-show. So fuck the Fatal <laughs> 4-Way Tag Match. I'll watch the pre-show. Why not? Where can it's people... Oh, no. Let's cornflake rate this, because I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Okay. So it's it's a one. Yeah. It's a zero. Yeah, could be. In terms of like, uh, the whole point about doing this series was to see what this build was like. This individual episode of Raw, I would generously give a one. Because it has the take a Brock bit at the beginning, which is reasonable, and it has Stefan commentary who I enjoy, and there's, there's tiny little things I can take from it. I don't think it's quite a zero for me. It's, it's, it's definitely not a two, though. It's, it's nowhere near good enough to be a two. I think I've just become so jaded by the number of amounts of Monday Night Raw. And the problem is, yeah. we've seen it all in the last 12 weeks. Hmm. There's nothing out of this that is new. The sure. in-ring isn't new. All of a sudden, we've got Sandango. Why the fuck are Sandow and Fandango thrown together a week before Mania? It's just... It's demoralizing. And again, in all honesty... 2014 was a time that I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still into wrestling. I would still watch it on a weekly basis. I'd record it and I'd watch it on a Tuesday evening when I came home from work. But this is the period of time where I started being a bit like, oh, I can fast forward through this. I can yeah. start like working my way through this and get a bit more of my time, back, a bit more of my life back. This product, had this product been around when I was really getting into, I mean, obviously I've been wwe watcher since i was like five years old had this product been around during the attitude era when i you know got to watch it on friday nights like we've said in previous like pods where we'd flick between this and bravo slash tnt to switch between this raw and nitro i mean i would have given up watching mm-hmm. yeah no way i would have latched onto this and no way would I have the job I have now. No way would I be a wrestling fan. I wouldn't have discovered indie wrestling. There wouldn't be an AEW in my life. You know what I mean? Wouldn't be New Japan. Oh, there goes my phone. Popular. Timing. That'll, be, <laughs> that, that'll be like another, <laughs> I was going to say, it'll be another WrestleTalk run of releases. But And I think that's <laughs> yeah, another reason right. as well, right? At the moment, I'm still watching AEW of rose-tinted glasses and give them a lot more slack than I give WWE because they've done so much more good than bad. Mm. But I just think... AEW is definitely for our type of wrestling fan. And as I alluded to earlier on the finance call, WWE isn't a wrestling company. 
and it wasn't a wrestling company in 2014, but it's taken them seven years, they're going to be close to a billion dollars of revenue to spite themselves because they've realized in that time period to make money, wrestling doesn't get make money. But content... I, I don't like that statement. That statement to me saying they're not a wrestling company is like saying the Premier League isn't a football company. Like the, the Premier League makes football through ticket sales and merchandise and all the other stuff that WWE makes their money through as well. Licensing, etc., etc. They're still a football company. They are a wrestling company. They're just really bad at it and they make their money elsewhere. You know what I mean? It's just well, that's the they thing. have been the top dog for so long that that money is like inherent almost. Like That money will disappear if the product keeps being this bad. People will stop watching eventually. But that, that's the thing. They don't make their money from the TV. They make their money from these deals and like being the highest rated like sports brand, as they refer to it, on TikTok. You know, it's it's all this stuff. They are they are a content company that uses wrestling at, to create its content. It is not they don't care about professional wrestling, they care about content. Which is why when we look at Raw and why we look at the network, they don't give a shit. Because as long as they give three hours to Peacock every month later, so they can put it on the network and a shitty pay-per-view, no one gives a shit. And I think the problem is now. And I agree with you. I don't want to view it not as a wrestling company, but it isn't. It's 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 a media content company that just uses wrestling to sell its content. It doesn't care no, about professional agree. wrestling. No, I don't agree. I think everything is based off professional wrestling. If they don't have that, they don't have anything. I think the bubble will burst if it keeps being this bad eventually. But I, we'll see, I guess, you know. I think the clear thing was during the, the finance school, Stephanie referred to every single superstar as like a member of the Marvel Universe. They each have their own character, story, and fan base, and we follow those characters through their adventures. Follow these characters through their adventures. Not, there's a good guy and a bad guy, and someone wants to be the best. She referred to them as characters. And it's like, ugh, it's yucky. From a business standpoint, I love it. What a fantastic fucking great business model. Can't fault the business model at all. But as a wrestling fan, I can't honestly say WWE is a wrestling company anymore. But again, we will agree to disagree and pick this up at another time as we've gone long on this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't see how WWE can survive if they're not a wrestling company. Like, there's just so much good content out there and kids are starting to watch wrestling less and less. You know, I think that, I think they need to, um, I don't know, <clears throat> look at the roots of what makes the money rather it's than the, what is making the money currently. It's the you know exit I mean? strategy. If yeah, they, exactly. Don't get me wrong, I don't deny that Vince McMahon loves professional wrestling. Triple H definitely love professional wrestling, but they love money more. And they know that as soon as Vince goes, the share value will plummet in that company. So they need to get it up, get the profit margins up, get the overheads down, hence the 18 talent releases, and sell it. And as I've said many times, and apologies for broken recording it, had it not been for the pandemic, they would have already sold. And I suspect at some point in 2022, they are going to sell that company. Oh, that's a fun note to finish this awful fucking series on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Next week, we're watching WrestleMania. Hopefully, it's not fucking terrible. 
<laughs> we'll see you all next week. I'm uh, so World of Rest at World of Rest Pod. Uh, I, I'm at Fanboy Rich. Where's your social medias? I'm at Tex Williams, and also we do have a meta Facebook page, which is just search World of Wrestling Podcast if you want to like and follow us there. Let's finish on this. It's still the best WrestleMania song ever. Especially when it says survive, making you think it's Survivor Series. It is weird, isn't it? (laughs) There it is. Pop it up, pop it up. Alright, see you next week. Bye everyone. wrestlers will perform for you tonight and that's why i kicked your leg out of your leg we're tough we can take it baby you got penetrate in the back in the back baby oh i can see what you talk wait just a minute